Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today, philanthropist and owner of Sassy Agency, Julie Schumacher. How are you, Julie? I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, me too. You have been such an instrumental part of the growth of Truman Charities, and I cannot wait for everyone to learn and as you share your knowledge with us. But before we learn about how you've helped businesses and nonprofits through Sassy Agency, I want the listeners to learn just a little bit about you because you've done so much for the community. So Julie, was there an event or person that inspired you to give back? So many people have inspired me to give back, starting with my family. I would have to give credit you know, at an early age to my parents who initially inspired me, the importance of giving back. And there are just so many events, community partners, organizations, too many to mention during this you know, little short session that I've been connected to that have been doing great work and meet the needs of others. And over the years, I've been fortunate to connect with so many wonderful professionals, volunteers, philanthropists who are so kind and do so much for others. And you know, Truman Charities is one of them. When I first met you, you know, we talked about when good people get together, great things happen. Right. And I truly believe it's such a rewarding experience to be part of giving to others. And during the last year, you know, with the whole pandemic, it's just been heartwarming and meaningful to watch so many people just step up. Now, what charities have you been involved with and what drew you to those specific charities? So passion, creativity, and a sense of community has to be the draw, right, for me. Over the years, I've been involved with many charities that you know are associated with health, education, food insecurity, housing, and so much more. Um, the business community, you know, I am active in the leadership of the executive board for the Greater Bethesda Chamber of Commerce, and we work together to support the community. There's the annual Goodwill Dinner and other initiatives really throughout the year. But then, of course, there are businesses, right, that are out there doing good things. Right. Gary Rosenthal is a local glass ribbon project. He's a local artist, and he uses strength stones for those going through cancer treatment. And now he's forming a nonprofit based on that initiative. So there's just so many businesses doing really good work in the DMV. And then, of course, there's the whole associations and nonprofit world, right? Right. Um, They do great. It's May, right? It's Mental Health Awareness Month. And there's, you know, I have to do a shout out to NAMI MC. There's, you know, my sister-in-law Mimi sitting on the board over there. They're doing amazing work with the programs that they do in the area. 
Um, especially again, back to this year and all the things that we saw. And then I get back to Truman Charities again. You know, there's Jeremy, I know you had him on and a bunch of people and kind and, you know, you're associated with so many charities that, you know, it was, I was fortunate enough to meet and their work that they do. So it's, you know, it goes on and on, Jamie. We can talk all day about it. Amazing. Exactly. You are involved in so many aspects of the community. So we could literally sit here for 30 minutes and just talk about that. Oh, I mean, it's hard to mention just one, right? There's so many amazing people doing great work. And, you know, that's one of the things that's been inspiring over the past year is to see how people really did come together, put themselves at risk and do wonderful work. I know. I love it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your agency. So to begin, why did you decide to create Sassy Agency? Tell me your story. Ah, the sassy story, right? Interestingly enough, I had been in sales and marketing for years when social media started and small businesses really didn't know what to do. You know, they were struggling and it was an opportunity to help businesses and organizations really tell their story through social channels. And social media began really having its impact between 2007 and 2010. That's, you know, when Facebook started with the Facebook corporate page and, you know, everything got a little crazy. So January, 2011, we decided to come in and help support businesses and organizations with this unmet marketing need, which is really related to the social media strategy. So Sassy's tagline is marketing redefined. And we actually redefined Sassy. I'm a little sassy, but you know, we redefined it. And the S stands for strategic, A is for authentic, S is for social, the other S is sustainable, and the E is for engaging. So we redefined Sassy. And we understood the impact that social would really have on the landscape of you know, changing the traditional way we look at marketing. So we focused on digital marketing and an integrated approach where we looked at the brand strategy, social media, website design and development, and optimization. And this allowed us the flexibility to meet the needs of businesses and organizations. And our mission is really to capture the spirit of your brand, integrate marketing strategies, promote growth and sustainability for businesses and organizations. And that's really been the same mission for over 10 years. Wow. Wow. Do you see any similarities between your work with Sassy Agency and your charitable participation? Of course. You know, Sassy balances what we do for businesses and our community. That's kind of who we are. So yes, there's a lot of overlap. Oh, I love that. Now, can you tell me a little bit about your marketing professionals? You have such a big business and you do so much and you have all of these great individuals that are working with you. Like, How does that process work? So it's four easy steps. It always starts with me, of course, step one. You know, we need to meet, get to know you and you need to get to know us and see if we're the right fit, right? And there's that initial discovery process, learn about your business, prioritize marketing needs. And then step two is really, you know, you mentioned the team. We got to get the right team to get the work done. I'm very fortunate to have a great team of fun, creative, energetic, response, you know, responsive and talented um, individuals that have all different talents, you know, design, web design and development, digital optimization. And then we pull that team together. And then step three, if you've ever worked with me, people will laugh. Gotta have a plan. My motto is I love a plan. So create that plan. 
And then, you know, we got to get it done. Step four is to just really implement it. So what have been some of your biggest challenges you faced while helping clients with their marketing campaigns? So, you know, I look at challenges as opportunities to grow and learn. You know, it really forces you to be creative and come up with a strategy to overcome that challenge. And, you know, I think marketing is just not turnkey. You know, it's just not this simple formula for everybody. And then you have these results. It really is not an exact science and it really gets customized for each client and their goals. You know, end of 2019, you planned Q1, you had all these goals set for Q1 2020 and then pandemic, right? So it's like, bring it on, you know, challenges are really everyday opportunities. And that's kind of how we take every day one step at a time and look at things. I absolutely love that way of thinking of challenges. They're just opportunities. They are. Now, Starting a business can be extremely overwhelming. What is the first thing a business owner should do when it comes to creating or building their brand? Well, you know, brand is near and dear to my heart. So I'm going to have to say that every business should really create a strong brand identity. And let me explain that and what I mean by that. You know, everybody thinks of a logo and that's a visual expression. And that is really important too. But it really means a logo a tagline, a mission, and your brand voice. And that's where brand starts. Your entire strategy is built from there. And the other really important thing is that it needs to be authentic and represent the personality of your business. And that is also, you know, when you have an authentic brand with the right brand voice and the message and fitting a need, then everything really aligns. Mm. That makes a lot of sense, right? Everybody's so different and you got to put all of these you know, elements together. So for someone that's either starting out as a business owner or founder of a nonprofit, what are some important elements you should implement into their web design? I know that's a very confusing for people and very overwhelming. Keep it simple, sweetie, is my motto. Kiss. <laughs> all right. So business owners and nonprofits have very different goals. Let me just start out saying that, okay? Mm -hmm. Having said that, there are important elements that everybody should have. So I'll I'll back up to that. And I'm going to throw out three, but we could be here for another hour talking about all this. (laughs) Okay. So my first would have to be organize content and create a positive user experience. And the reason why I say that is users need to be able to find information easily or they jump off your website. Mm -hmm. Number two would be to tell your story on the homepage. Sometimes the homepage is the only page people see. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so your homepage is your digital storefront and you kind of have to look at it that way. And then the third recommendation that I would say is have a strong call to action. Don't assume users know what you want them to do. Like we all build businesses and we're like, oh, they'll do this. We know what it doesn't work out that way. If you want them to fill out a form, tell them to fill out the form. (laughs) Just get the content there to help guide, you know, your users so they know what to do. And, you know, you want your website to function as a marketing tool for everybody, right? Wow. But those are so many great key tips for people. Now, what I don't know much about this, and I know a lot of other people don't. So if you can kind of put this in kind of some kindergarten, you know, words would be great for us. But what is digital optimization? And why is this important? So digital optimization is the process through which technology is used to improve existing 
and for our benefit, marketing operations. Okay. So it's taking like this complex, you know, area and kind of simplifying it. But all online communications can be part of a digital marketing strategy, which can be optimized. And the reason why it's really important is because of higher visibility for your business. If you're not optimized, it's hard to find you. So for example, we were just talking about websites. So you can build a website, put up content and put it out there, or you can optimize your content, which is rich with keywords that you want to be found that are related to your business. And that process, you know, when we're dealing with the website is called search engine optimization and using SEO and creating a keyword strategy helps Google index you so that you can appear closer to the page one when they search for this word versus page 20. So that SEO helps you achieve that goal and optimizes your website. Now, anything online can be optimized. So you look at my Google My Business profile, you add content, you add images, you add your services, now you're better optimized. And everything, you know, you go into blogs, they can be optimized, your YouTube videos, your podcast, your e-mark, you know, all of this can be optimized. So they all have a different approach to optimization, but they're equally important if you want to be found, have higher visibility and a competitive edge. Hmm. So basically, it's kind of like helping you skip the line, right? Exactly. (laughs) On Google, which is really hard to figure out, which is why you need a tech team that just does optimization. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it seems very complicated and complex. Now, something else that you had mentioned a little bit earlier, so I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this, but social media. And obviously, that is very important now. And what tips could you give to individuals just starting out on social media with their business or their nonprofit? So remember that social media is an opportunity to have fun and engage with your audience. I think that's first and foremost. But here's, I'm going to give four tips. One is to know your audience and which social channel they are on, okay? The second is understand that channel. So for example, we always say Facebook is the water cooler conversation. Twitter is the newsroom conversation. LinkedIn is the boardroom conversation. And then, you know, you get into Instagram, which is a visual storytelling platform that tends to be a younger demographic. So these are all important things to know. And then the third would be to create a content calendar, get organized. You know, there are certain things that are happening every month and there are certain trends that are happening in your community. So get that organized. And the fourth would be to post consistently and be strategic about it. Oh, wow. I love the um, little things for you have for each social media outlet because it makes sense when you're saying that you're like, and LinkedIn is the border. And I'm like, that is true. That is so right. true. So you kind of got to know that tone. Right. So, you know, you have that boardroom conversation. Exactly. So all posts would be just a little bit tweaked for each each room, right? Exactly. So is it more important for someone to be on several social media outlets at once or for them to master one social media outlet at a time? And how does someone know what social media outlet is best for their business or nonprofit? Jamie, this is such a really good question. I, get I know. And it's, it's so confusing for so many people. And I hear people say these questions over and over again when they're starting a business or nonprofit. So you're going to love my answer. Depends. (laughs) So in some cases, I would recommend one channel, you know, and master it well. For instance, if you're a business to business, you know, B2B business, 
then maybe LinkedIn is all you need and you just need to do it really, really well. So if you do cybersecurity for businesses, that might be the way to go. But in other instances, like if you're B2C and you're targeting Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, like let's say you're an interior designer, right? It would be hard to pick which channel over the other without looking at the data. And so we're a very data-driven agency. So ah, this is another tip to add to the last question, but data drives decisions. You know, don't forget to monitor your insights and your analytics and track behaviors and engagement because that will help guide some of the business decisions that you may have. And when you ask, you know, how does someone know which one, you know, there really is no crystal ball. The best way to start is to match your target market with that channel. And there's some pure data and market research that you can do really quickly. So for example, if you're a wedding photographer, you may want to start on Instagram and Facebook and getting back to our analogy that we just used. But if you're a corporate photographer, LinkedIn might be the right place to start. And then of course, you want to get your posts out there, push them out, analyze behaviors, review the data and insights and track Google Analytics to see what's happening? You know, is traffic being driven to your website? What are the behaviors and what are people doing? Oh, wow. I bet all the listeners have like a pen and paper because you are giving some really good tips. Now, this also has been something kind of on my mind that I wanted to ask you, but what have been your clients' challenges while trying to market during the pandemic? And how have you been able to, you know, pivot their marketing model so their business or nonprofit can still grow? Well, this year has been a year of pivoting, planning, and persevering, that's for sure. So during the pandemic, digital marketing was accelerated. It just, events went digital, giving Tuesdays and philanthropy and fundraising all went digital, businesses went digital, and even happy hours went digital, right? We just all went digital. So traditional marketing and word of mouth got transformed to this digital landscape with all these online conversations. So email became a very powerful tool to connect and communicate. And it was kind of on the, you know, there were people who believed it was on the way out. I never did because if you have a really strong email campaign targeted, then you do pretty well with it. But the pandemic turned email into, you know, the way to stay connected to businesses. People were, our open rates were higher. um, Click-throughs were higher. um, Social media like you said, is so important now more than ever. Exactly. Because people could stay connected without the foot traffic, right? People weren't coming into stores. So we needed to stay connected. We were able, Sassy was really able to help businesses connect to their online community quickly and creatively. We already have the, you know, the infrastructure and foundation for that. And we all worked together and planned and created a strategy to sustain growth and and sustainability and have a digital footprint um, that was essential for businesses. And we were really proud of that work. Like we moved people over pretty quickly um, with events and and fundraising efforts. Um, We did a lot of support. And Sassy also focused on educational programs. So we did a marketing of Merlot. You know, we had a lot of fun. Um, We tried to get people engaged, you know, I had a whole brand thing on marketing and Merlot and different, you know, types of wine and how to brand them. But we did, you know, a lot of fun educational programs. We also provided online support. Like we had times where people could just call in and if you needed our help, we were there for you. Another thing that we did was a preceptorship. A lot of young professionals were displaced from the hospitality industry 
we brought in a lot of these young adults. One is still with me. So a shout out to Erin, uh, who's my marketing exec. I won't let her go. But others went on and got jobs for, with software sales and whatnot. So we did a lot of digital training and put some programs together and gave people some experience that they needed to help pivot their careers, which didn't have anything really to do with marketing, but it had to do with professional development. Wow. So we were, you know, we started this conversation about giving back. And right. I think a lot of businesses like my own started saying, how can I, what can I do to help? And we just started creating these new ways to connect with people and help and support young, talented adults who were misplaced in, you know, the workforce. So we wanted to be part of the solution. I absolutely love the things- opportunities to all of these people. You saw a place like a need and you made it work. So Julie, I am absolutely kind of astonished and taken back with all this wealth of information that I have learned. I did not think I was going to learn so much in such a short little amount of time. And um, I think all of our listeners are, are thinking the same thing. So how can someone get in contact with you for more information on how they could take their business or nonprofit to the next level? Please give us all of your contact info, please. All right. Well, first, let me thank you very much for having me. This has been a lot of fun being together with you. Um, if anyone would like to contact me, they can visit sassyagency.com, and that's S-A-S-S-E, and email me at julietsassyagency.com. They can call me 301-651-6889, call, text, or follow me at Sassy Media. Perfect. Oh my gosh, Julie, thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours. Uh, thanks Likewise. for being with <laughs> us today. And uh, thank you to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of Community Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.